What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. We are your hosts, Heath Pierce, Mark McKenzie. Mark, what's going on, man? It's been a minute. What's good, bro? I'm, I'm chilling, man. I'm, I'm glad to be back with you, man. Glad to be chopping it up again. You know, it's been a while, you know, but but nice to be back behind the mic, you know, and, and chatting with my man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. It's actually good to get together again because we've got a lot going on, both for the podcast as well as other events in the Four Soccer Ventures world. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming up soon, right? So for, for everybody that doesn't know, uh, FootyCon is a digital festival that will be on November 10th leading up to the U.S.-Mexico game. Uh, Four Soccer Ventures, who is uh, part of this podcast as well, is, is, is putting on the, the show on the network app. And Mark and I are going to have a Orange Slices segment on there. So make sure you come in, download the app. And there's going to be a bunch of brands that are selling products directly. So, you know, uh, Adidas will have product. Umbro is going to do a collab with, with Dorsum. There's going to be, uh, you know, LAFC, LA Galaxy are doing a collab with Adidas on, on d- shoes, different shoes, obviously. And there's going to just be a, a fun time. We'll have hosts. We're going to have different things going on. Tops is the, 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 the um, collectibles partner for this whole thing. And Mark and I are going to be ripping open some packs on there, talking about the players that, that we rip open and kind of having a good old fashioned conversation. So make sure you guys download the app and join us on the day, November 10th. It's a four hour festival. Uh, with some of the coolest brands in soccer, and, and Mark and I will be on that that day. So make sure. But before that happens, Mark, we got something coming up uh, this weekend, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Black Star Initiative. Uh, make sure you guys go check them out on social. Black Star US um, have an opening weekend. You know, in partnership with with Detroit City Football Club, um, which is you know it's going to be a great great weekend. You know, it starts on the 29th, which is yeah tomorrow already. Friday is coaching clinics and the expo. Saturday is the youth clinic. Sunday is and the elite show, is, showcase. Um, yeah, so I'll let you some. talk more about that, Mark. But but first, if anybody's around and wants to attend or play or participate uh, around the Detroit area um, and and from the black community, please join in. Uh, everybody is welcome. It's free to be part of. Um, and yeah, a really amazing initiative that's launching in, in Detroit. We'll be in LA uh, later in the year. But yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, no, I th- kudos, you know, to already backing off of what he said. Um, it's it's an incredible, you know, event that's going on this weekend and it's opening, you know, and, and the biggest thing for me is it's opening the doors and, and creating access uh, for, for the game, you know, the game that, that we all love um, to, to, you know, communities, you know, that, that don't have the same access to, to the black community specifically. Um, and, and we're trying to, to create more representation in the game, especially in the U.S. So, you know, this is a great first step, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited, you know, for, for the opening weekend, but, but also to be a part of it, you know, um, and I'm on the executive board. So, yeah, please come out uh, if you can. Uh, make sure you guys support, uh, whether it be on social, um, retweet, uh, repost. Uh, make sure you just get the word out there. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a great event. Yeah. And the final thing I'll say about that, if you do, or if you are in the Detroit, wider Detroit area or want to commute in for it, uh, you can hit us up on social. We can give you all the details or you can go to blackstarsoccer.com to learn more about that. There's also a game Detroit City FC is playing Cal United yes. Striker. So if you were to participate uh, in this event, whether it's on the coaching clinic or on the youth clinic or are invited to be part of this open tryout where there will be professional and collegiate scouts uh, scouting uh, some of the best young black talent in, in, in the area or region. Um, you know, part of that will be, you get a chance to go to this, this game, which, you know, Detroit city FC has one of the better lower division, uh, soccer atmospheres in the country. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I wish I could be there. 
um, but I won't make it. But um, if anybody else is planning on going, let us know and, and make sure you capture some content so we can see it. Tag us in stuff. If they, if they go to the event, you know, I'll make sure that Mark gives you love. You know, he'll, he'll, he might even follow, he'll follow you for a day. He'll unfollow you after that day because he's got to keep that followers to following, you know, equation real strong for the algorithm. But, uh, you know, maybe he'll give you a shout out or something. No, no, no. Yeah, look, I, I have no problem reposting. You know the whole following thing. You know, I think it's uh, it's it's tough. You know, it's a big I wanna, ass. I it's show, further. It's further down the line. You know. Yeah, I want to show love to everybody. You know, it's tough to show love to everybody. You know, if I do that, I'll have a million followers. Yeah, millions know? of but fans. The you got that many it's, people. Yeah, it's, it's it's the algorithms, man. You know, but but again, make sure you guys get some good, good, good quality content. You know, forget good, good quality content because because right. uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be tapping in and make sure. Uh, yeah, checking in on you guys. So, Mark, how's life in Belgium? Is the weather changing? What's playing time like? What's the struggles that you're going through? I mean, we, we talked a little bit offline before we started this about some of the things you're being challenged with, you know, and I don't want to force you to share anything that you're comfortable or uncomfortable with. But I remember, at least for me, going through similar challenges, being far from, especially when the, the season changes, right? Like, and maybe, maybe you feel this, but Right now, it's getting dark real early where you are. I'm yes, it is. <laughs> and, and it's getting cold in the afternoon and you're under a blanket at home pretty early when you don't have double training sessions. But like it just it's a it's like people talk about seasonal depression. And that to me was something I for sure experienced as soon as that weather changed. Like it was fine when if I wasn't playing a game or if things weren't going well, if I f felt lonely, I'd be out and about, you know, meeting people. Mm -hmm. The weather would be good, sit outside. But then when that weather starts to change, man. It, uh, it it can change everything for you. Yeah, I think the hardest part is the the, the sun going down so soon. You know, when you, usually when the sun is out, it brings out those uh, those endorphins. I think that's the right term. I think mm -hmm. I think that's the right chemical. You know, that gets released. But yeah, you know, you feel good. You know, because you can still you enjoy. You still can go out and and see people and see stuff. You know, stuff still feels like it's open, even though it may not be open. You still feel like you can access things. Um, Whereas when it gets dark, man, it's it's like everything feels closed off. You know, you just want to kind of chill out inside. Uh, it's kind of cold to walk around. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff just gets put indoor. And sometimes you just don't feel like going elsewhere, you know. So I think that's probably one of the hardest parts. But, yeah, right now it's 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 pretty interesting because we're going through a, a tough spell, you know, as a, as a club, you know, in terms of a form. You know, we've yeah lost, I think, like five matches in a row. Uh, just played last night in the cup match, you know, and, and got a victory in that, which which is a good feeling, you know, to, to finally see the goals start pouring in again. Um, but did you yeah, play, did you play been, in that one? Yeah, played last night. Played last night in that one. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, it was good. Uh, good, good to get the the, the the run of you know the, the run of minutes and uh, yeah, get the win ultimately um, and go on to the next leg of the cup. But yeah, bro, the the last few weeks, last couple of months have been kind of tough, you know, with the the breakups of playing a few, like probably five matches, then going to international break, then play another five matches and then go international break, you know, and then play another X amount of matches, then international break again. You know, I think that that breakup of, uh, of the season kind of, it pulls the team not apart, but, but it keeps the team from really finding that run of form. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many guys, uh, leave for national team, uh, camps? <sighs> probably seven, eight, nine guys. Yeah. Something, yeah, something like that's that. A lot. That's you know, a lot. so it's a, it's a good portion of the It's a big team, disruption, you know? especially when results aren't going well and you can't get into your rhythm. It's a lot of players to lose during a core time. When I was in Germany, we only had like two or three of us. And I was actually punished for leaving because the team would be working on stuff, right? We were losing all the time. 
So like, they'd be like, oh yeah, we got two weeks to get this stuff together and you've left us. And I'm like, that's not how this works. But right. uh, yeah, obviously for you going through that, you know, that travel is tough enough for you individually. And then you add that to everybody. It's tough to get into a rhythm, right? Right. You know, I think you look at, you know, myself, uh, you know, some of the other guys who play in CONCACAF and then some of the guys playing Coma Bowl. It's tough because you travel, you know, back six, seven hours, you play a match, get adjusted to the time, and then you fly back six, seven hours, you know, on a 15-hour flight, 12-hour flight, eight-hour, nine-hour flight, whatever it is, wherever you're coming from, it's still X amount of time you spend in the air. You got one day to prepare, and then you got to match, you know, that following day. And I think that disruption is is, is difficult because you're trying to keep guys healthy, keep guys fit, keep guys going. But in the back, everyone tells you like, oh, we haven't been winning matches. You know, we need to get that get good feeling again of, of winning games, you know, and, and playing, you know, that good style of football and working together as a cohesive unit. You know, all these things that you want to, you know, work on, but you know that that disruption, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad disruption, but it does break up that time you spend together. So those nuances, those kinks, you know, you aren't able to really work out, you know, because again, we have six matches in a three week span. So, you know, seven, yes, five matches, six matches, whatever it is you know, three weeks span, you can't really train, you know, the way you want to train because it's game, recovery, train, game, recovery, train. You try and squeeze in an off day in there, you know. So those full training sessions are, are kind of mental sessions. You break down film, you try and work things out, but you're already now preparing for that next match. Um, and then when things aren't going your way, it's, it's even harder because you, you want to figure out what didn't work in that last match and then the match before that, you know, and you want to look at next team and how you can now impose yourself on them. But how, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of moving pieces and parts that go to it. So, um, and then personally, individually, I haven't been playing a whole lot either, you know, and that's, that's tough, you know, but again, that's the, the, the not so pretty side of, of playing, you know, football one, but, but moving abroad and playing in Europe, you know, that's the, that's the part that a lot of people don't, don't get to experience or hear about, you know, and I think that's the, the difficult thing. Yeah, you know, when I decided to retire, I, I obviously was weighing up the options to get into media while keeping playing. I was only 30, so I knew that I had plenty of time left. Physically, I knew that like my best days were behind me. I knew I was on the back back end of the mountain, so to speak, just from hip surgery, you know, leg break. Everything on my right side started to like not really balance anymore. And and I remember being in Sweden and training really well at Gothenburg and he was playing in all the cup games, ended up getting food poisoning before the season, missed the cup, uh, missed the cup, uh, final and no, it wasn't missed the cup final. I missed the, the last game before the season started. And then the team didn't lose until, until I left. Right. And I, I was only, I only stayed for a half season because I decided to just basically retire. And, uh, I, during that time, I remember feeling like this is impossible for me to overcome. The team's not losing right and so they're not going to change it we're either draw or one i think the first 14 games of the season that i was there draw or drew or one didn't lose first place in the league um karma came back to get them though after i left they ended up losing finishing second which should have so bad bro they were out they were in front so many points uh but you know i i you know i had to do it to them um but the biggest issue that i ran into was games and minutes right so mm -hmm. i trained really well i wouldn't get in the game um, they also had an unrealistic option to keep me longer that, you know, financially was going to be probably a big a burden on, on the club. And so I, I felt like I was swimming against the current from the start, but, but, but the point I was trying to make is I would then go and play, I would tell them I, I want games. So then I would go play with the reserves. Mm -hmm. And so 
The reserves, say the team played on Saturday or Sunday, the reserves would play on Monday, and then you'd play 90 in the reserves, and then it would be Tuesday. So if the team played Sunday or, or Saturday, you were always off of like the days where you get a double session in with the team right. or, or a competition or whatever, so that you're you're constantly, and, and the same thing goes when you, even if you're not playing in a reserve game, you'll train, maybe you'll do fitness after a game that you don't play. The next day you'll have a hard training session and then maybe you mm -hmm. get on this different cycle. That's really hard to stay in the rhythm of the team if you're not in it. I remember thinking like, man, it's all going against me right now. This is not fun. I'm playing with like 18-year-old kids on, on, on like a Tuesday afternoon at some random park uh, playing against some random team. And I come back and do my full recovery. By that time, they were in preparation for the next game and I was just like, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. Or, or how to improve. And so I can only imagine what it's like for you at the moment, like not getting the games consistently when you want and, and you know, having to go through that type of situation where if the team plays on a week and you don't play, you're kind of on a different calendar in terms of how they work your fitness, how they overwork you. And the mental stress of, of like the Sunday training or like the Monday training <laughs> is a lot, right? Everybody's doing a recovery or maybe even off and you're coming in to do work. And then if it is off the next day, you haven't played, you want to come in and do work and keep going. And it's, it's a lot of just that vicious cycle that it, it's really hard to stay mentally strong. No, it is. It is. I think last year kind of gave me a taste of it because we went through a difficult stretch when I first got here and yeah, I played a few matches in there and, you know, then we won the cup match and kind of got a, a good feeling back within the group. And then we went on a tear where I think we didn't lose a match from the like mid end of February all the way in through the playoff period at the, in May, you know, we were killing it, you know, and it was playing smooth football, but, but also, you know, able to, to kill teams defensively in transition. And I think that was tough because I wasn't playing, you know? So that cycle again, that you talk about is, is so difficult because you want to, <sighs> Because you want to to be ready, you know, but you also have to try and manage yourself because you don't want to overwork yourself for when that time does come. Um, like for me, it was right after the international window. One of the center backs was suspended. I wanted to go hard, you know, all through that period during the international break, which I didn't get called up. So I was like, I have this time. I need to grind, grind, grind. But I'm like, but I've been grinding already for the last, you know, two and a half, three months now, you know, so I'm not trying to burn myself out. And now I get to this match and I'm not ready, you know. Um, so it's that difficult balance of staying fresh, but staying, you know, sharp as well, you know, um, and it's it, the mental side of it is, is the, I think the hardest part for me, because you're now in a state of, I don't want to say second guessing yourself, but you're, you're always thinking in your head, like, dang, am I not doing something right? Or dang, you know, if I make this pass, you know, what's it going to look like if I miss it, you know? And, and those things shouldn't run through your head when you're playing. It should be that natural instinctual play, you know, that that feeling you get, you know, when you're, you're in that, uh, it's like this out-of-body experience almost, but, but you're just kind of going, you know, not really thinking about it. And not saying that you don't think when you play football, of course, but when you're in that next level, that next state, you know, you're just doing things naturally, you know, off of, off of instinct. You know, and I think that's the feeling, you know, and that 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 mental side of it that is difficult to to keep and, and to, to to really tap into, you know, when you're not in a run of form or or playing consistently, you know, and you're on this different schedule or cycle than the guys who are playing more consistently, whether your team is winning or losing. And of course winning helps the feeling, but when you're losing it's even it's even more difficult. Is there something that you do when you start games 
or start a session. Because I remember when I first got to Denmark, you know, I was I was 20 years old and and starting my career. And when I got this Morton V course, who was a former player at Celtic, played for the Danish national team. He was a young coach, just retired, got the head coaching job. He used to like have conversations with me of like micro goals, like I because I'd get bored in training, right? I, I was mm-hmm. better than most of the players at that point. And I get bored and he'd be like, Keith, it can't, it can't, you can't just be ready to move on to the next club. You have to be able to like set new goals for yourself constantly. And I would, he would be like, I want you to go this whole session without losing the ball one time. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being something that really opened my eyes to, to ways in which you can train or improve yourself or sell little small goals for yourself in a session. And now, um, that's not, you know, whether that makes you a better player or not, it's just another way to stimulate your mind to make sure that you're prepared for, for a session. Is there something you do for training or in games, for example, uh, on another uh, kind of note where you got to complete your first pass or you try to do something right away to like sort of kind of break that wall between you and sort of whether it's fear or confidence or whatever that kind of helps you get to that sort of mindset? Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I actually had a coach um, – Kurt, no, was it? Was it Kurt? I don't know. He he was a assistant over in New England. He told he pulled me aside one training, um, and and we were speaking, and he was like, "Listen, when you step into a first team environment, you know it's it's kind of overwhelming, and you want to do everything, you know. But it's important for you to to keep these little, uh, you can make them weekly goals, you can make them daily goals, you know, whatever it is. But going to each training session, each match, with an idea of what you want to accomplish." Um, and that's kind of stuck with me throughout my entire career, you know, and, and now going through different periods of, of winning, losing, not playing and playing consistently, you know, it's been something I've tried to make a staple, you know, when, when I go into training, you know, it's, I'm going to win all my aerial duels. It's, I'm going to win my ground duels. I'm going to, you know, complete, uh, line breaking passes, you know, the majority of the training session, I'm going to focus on, uh, body positioning, defending in the box. I'm going to work on, you know, these little things that you you don't really think of, but they become innate almost, you know, when you go over them over and over yeah. and over and over again, you know, and I think that's been one thing that's helped me kind of stay on track, you know, and stay uh, in a, in a stay out of a funk in a way, yeah. you know, so that way when, when you got to step up, you, you're ready for it. That's the other balancing act of like improving your game are little details that you still have to fit within the workload of a day so it's not just as simple as like, oh, Mark goes home, Mark comes back and works on individual things every day of the week. Like you can do that to some extent, but there's still a physical max uh, that you have to balance between the mental and physical stress you put on your body and some of the things you actually want to work on that are outside of the context of, of team training. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, for example, like I'm trying to start learning to play the piano. You know, I've been practicing that. And it's something that you can go over the same thing over and over and over again and not really feel fatigued from it. Of course, yeah, at a certain point, you go over too much, like you're burning, you're like, all right, screw this. But after training, you've already trained for 50 or some odd minutes, pretty intense. Now your body is going through this, like, all right, do I cool down or am I going to keep going? And then, you know, after training, I got to make sure I'm doing a little extra. You know, I got to take this ice bath. I got to, you know, get this uh, massage. I got a foam roll. I got to stretch. You know, I got to do these things to make sure that, when I come back tomorrow, I can do the same thing again, you know, and perform at a high level. Um, so it's 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 a bit different, you know. It's and it's interesting that dynamic um, of yeah of trying to balance the workload with the the, the tedious uh, little nuances of the game that you want to improve on, especially as an individual player. So yeah, it's 
Well, that goes back also to just the, to the academy environment, right? Like that's the yeah. place where you can learn it all. And I didn't love doing technical work when I was younger. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, but it was like jammed into me by a couple of coaches to just learn certain technique. And, and I think about professional environments now in the U.S. and the academy setup of like how many skill sets you can learn before you realize you're learning them, you know? Right. Uh, because once, once, you, once you got that, once you're in the first team, that's a different workload, right? It's a different type yeah. of... You know, it's almost at times if you had that same skill set and you were playing with your academy team or or the reserves, you would if you were able to set those goals for yourself or somebody help you work through those goals, you could take chances in a different way that once you're in the first team have different implications. You also have a heavy, heavier workload. You're also like it's just a different dynamic, not to say that you can't work on things after. But again, that physical workload is such an important part of like the extra work you do has to fit within all that. Right. You have a double session. I know once or twice a week, right? So yeah. you're obviously not going to get extra work in there. You're just spending time like prepping, recovering, prepping, recovering. And then before you know it, it's morning and it's your next session. Um, right. And yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting, interesting thought that, that I had about that. Yeah, no, I mean, and then you throw in matches, you know, throwing matches in there and then you, you kind of throw off that, that, that schedule that you want to kind of work on. Um, so it's funny cause I look now back at, I, honestly, I look now at some of the skill sets these kids have at young ages and how in the Academy, these kids are doing tricks and flicks and they have the ability to turn on this dime, you know, and, and to make this pass, they can play a diagonal ball with either foot, you know, I'm not saying I couldn't do that, but the, the, the level of detail that these kids are going in, you know, even now, you know, I, I, I commend, you know, a lot of the, the coaches for pushing that you know, at an early age, you know, and, and, and it's only going to make things, you know, better for, you know, it's, it's a nice problem to have, you know, for coaches coming up now to where you have players who can, who can perform at high levels, you know, and don't have to necessarily focus on certain, certain aspects of the game because they've already covered it time and time again. You know, now you can now work on those team, uh, the, the collective uh, areas of the, of the game, you know, of sliding and shifting, you know, as a unit, you know, what does it look like defensive pressure? You know, how are we sitting in a low block, mid block? How are we, you know, uh, the, our, our attacking movements, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, you can start building big picture, uh, principles uh, on top of these, these little details that the kids have already, uh, you know, focused well, on. Yeah. You get any, looking at your schedule, do you, do they, are you going to get any hol holiday time off at the end of the year? Are you going to be able to like take some time off or what's, what's the, what's the status on that? Cause I know national team, right. Go into this, November camp and then there's no December or January or is it January? Is there something? In, no, February for us in, 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 in Belgium, our last match is the 26th of December and we'll probably, probably get like a week off because our next match isn't until the 15th of January. So, um, probably a week to, to, to 10 days, some, something like that in there just to, to kind of reset a little bit, get away, um, and prepare for the, the second half of the season. Cause that's the most important part, honestly. Oh, so there's there's talk that the U.S. is going to play Bosnia in December. Um, oh, wow. In Los Angeles. Oh, okay. I'll be here. Oh, are you going to be? You, I, I feel like you. if it's being played in L.A., you'll probably be the guy, you know, behind the mic uh, to some extent. No, I mean, you know, maybe U.S. soccer will bring me out and I could like sign some autographs for like the people who are interested <laughs> in like the former national team guys that were in like the 30 to 30 to 50 cap range, you know, and like not the legend <laughs> status, but like the ones who were like, oh, you had a good run. I'll take an autograph. And they're like, when did you put who were some of the guys you played with again on the national team? And I get that the most often when people go, you play with the national team, right? How many times do you play? I go 35. They go, wow, dude, that's a lot of games. And I'm like, why do you say it like that? 
Yeah, you, you know? make it sound like yeah. It's not my fault you didn't know who I was. You that's your you fault. Put some respect on my name, man. Yeah. Do, do uh, your research. No U.S. soccer, man. Exactly. Exactly. But um, anyways, man, I think th- I think that's enough for the people for today, right? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, anything else no. you want to update? Is the dog dog potty trained? Everything's good. Yeah, man, dog's potty trained. You know, he's out here socializing with, uh, with other dogs, play dates and whatnot. So it's cool, man. Uh, yeah. Anything going on with you, man? Yeah, man. Life's good. Can't complain. I'm actually doing the um, getting close to MLS playoffs, right? LAFC is right, kind of in right. the for that. So I've, got, I've got to do their game uh, on Tuesday of next week. They need some things to go their way. They kind of got they got to win out uh, and have a little little bit go their way. But you're seeing the thick of it. How many left? Um, two games. There's three for some teams, I think. Um, okay, okay. Uh, but I think most of them played up their makeup game yesterday. Um, and and yeah, now we're going down to the final final couple matches. So I think it's yeah, I think I think it's it's some games this weekend, some games early next week, and then everybody plays the following. I think Sunday uh, is decision day for the, for the playoffs. But yeah, it's one of those things where, woo man, you don't make the playoffs now. There's a lot of teams that make the playoffs in MLS, man. Not many don't. Uh, so Philly looks comfortable though. I mean, yeah, should, Philly you know. sitting, they're sitting in second right now. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to – honestly, I can't even say I'm excited to see things because it'd be too late, man. Uh, you know, I'm just yeah. catching up on the Z. So, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, I get the highlights the next day, uh, you know, watch them on those uh, those uh, fully full extended highlights, mm-hmm. you know, because I need to, to make sure I go through the, the match. You know, a lot of these websites, yeah, you gotta they, have they the give rhythm, you like two-minute – they yeah. give you two-minute, you know, two-minute highlights. I'm like, you show me the goals, and then I say, no, nah, I want to see the, you know, the, the passes. I want to see sequences, you know, potential chances and whatnot. No. Yeah, I got to say that if somebody did the like 90 and 30 or 90 and 20 for me for every game, I would watch hundreds of games a day. Yeah, man. Um, just give me that – you know, it was like Fox Sports World used to do it way back in the day. Yeah. I used to love that because you could watch, I think they had Premier League games on there and you could watch the flow, you feel the rhythm and flow of the game, like the build up, the chances, the shifts, uh, like you feel like you had the game, but you cut out all the fat, you know? Uh, exactly. Exactly. You trim nice. it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it is. I got 30 minutes, you know, like, all right, cool. I can watch a full match in 30 minutes. That's, uh, that's, that's calm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, look, man, I think that's it for us. Obviously, we should make sure that we do this more often for people. I don't know if, yeah. if, if we're calling this season two or if we're going to take another break at some point, uh, but, <laughs> but it's tough. Uh, it's tough to, to, to do this week in, week out. So I have a huge respect for anybody that does daily or weekly podcasts and, and, and has to do it across this many time zones where we're trying to schedule you, me, and, and somebody. Um, but I appreciate you taking the time. We appreciate everybody listening. And, appreciate uh, you, man. Appreciate hey, you too, hey, man. Also, by the way, you got some Europa League coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Europa League. Uh, West Ham at home on Thursday. So looking to turn things around, you know, and get back in the the, the hunt for for the next round in Europa League. And then uh, yeah, we got two more matches: uh, one away in Croatia, and then one home against uh, Vienna. So yeah, the final push, you know, to to, to push to the next leg. I like that. I like that. Well, good luck with that. Hopefully, we'll we'll have a catch up again, and we'll have a guest uh, before that before that actual match itself. And as a reminder to everybody, make sure you download the network app or find out more information on FootyCon. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then also Black Star Initiative this weekend in Detroit, starting on Friday uh, through Sunday. Uh, so if you want more information on that, hit us up on social at Slice of Soccer. Leave a comment on these episodes. You're continuing to help us grow, reach more people, and build a larger community. 
Um, and remember, this is a long-term play for, for Mark and I. We're in this for the long haul. So we're looking at 23, 24, 25, and World Cup 26. We want to have a huge community by then. And you guys are continuing to help us build this. We appreciate all of you. And Mark, man, get some sleep. Uh, and until next time, we'll see you later, bro. Peace. Peace.